Hey, everybody, it's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. How are you? Good to see you. Good to hear you. Good to feel you. Thanks for listening to the show, guys. We've got a great episode today. Um, Two guests, actually. We did this one live from the Hollywood Improv in the upstairs uh, in our sideshow. Sideshow side Network Studios uh, in, uh, On our podcast network Sideshow um, We did it uh, in the studio upstairs At the Hollywood Improv And we had two guests uh, That's one of the benefits of doing the show On Wednesday nights during the Comedy Do show Is there's always a lot of uh, People hanging around A lot of comics So uh, on this episode Two very special guests Two very funny men First up, David Koechner Oh, baby. Um, if you've seen The Office, if you've seen 30 Rock, if you've seen Anchorman, if you've seen anything funny on TV <laughs> ever, David Kegner was probably in it. He's uh, one of those just staple, hilarious guys that always brings it. And, um, man, he popped on for, a, for about 25, 30 minutes before he had to run downstairs and do a set. But, boy, did we cover a lot. It made me very pumped to do an hour with him, which we are, are getting on the book soon. But he, he brought it for... For a good half hour, we talked about, um, holy shit, behind-the-scenes Anchorman stories and, like, his funniest favorite moments from that whole shoot. Uh, the brilliant uh, Adam McKay and just working with a director of that magnitude. Um, his roots in Chicago, starting in Second City and all the guys that he came up with. Uh, he had some great Chris Farley stories. Um, we got into SNL a little bit. And, of course, he's a, he's a father, so he shared some hilarious anecdotes from that world. Uh, it's awesome. Follow David Keckner on Twitter, at David Keckner, and uh, let him how much you enjoyed his appearance on the podcast. And, and uh, he'll be back to do an hour soon. Uh, and after David Keckner stepped out, stepping in was the host of the popular talk show on YouTube called Between the Sheets, the very funny Josh McCuga. Uh, I've known McCoogs for a while. He's a great dude. Very funny. Um, big movie guy. We talked a lot of movies. We talked a lot of 90s. Um, I've sung more 90s karaoke with this dude than anybody on the planet, uh, which is uh, something I'm very proud about. Some people wouldn't be proud. I'm proud of that stat. So uh, I'm going to flaunt it. Flaunt it if you got it. Uh, Josh is a great dude. We talk sports. We talk movies. Um, we talked... Uh, uh, holy shit, we got into some great mustache stories that ended with Josh sharing uh, the best Tom Selleck story you'll probably ever hear. So um, enjoy uh, Josh on this episode. It was his first time, and he uh, he crushed it. Follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Makuga. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy. Follow Brad on Twitter at Funny Brad. And go see Brad Williams this weekend, baby, in Sunnyvale, California at Rooster Tea Feathers, February 19th through the 21st. Brad will be in Sunnyvale, California at Rooster Tea Feathers. Go see Brad. Uh, he's working on that new hour already, baby. He's already got some strong bits, so go out and see him. And come see me in Denver, Colorado, baby. I'm going to be at the Comedy Works South Comedy Club. This is my first time headlining in Denver. I'm so fucking pumped. All you ALN listeners and comedy fans, I've been to Comedy Works a couple times featuring for Crystalia, doing uh, the shows with Adam at the Fox Theater in Boulder, but never headlining on my own. I'm so pumped, man. So come out and see me. Uh, Comedy Works South Not the downtown club The one uh, uh, about 20 minutes from downtown Comedy Works South It's a gorgeous club Brad was just there And now I'll be there February 19th through the 21st Get your tickets at ComedyWorks.com And of course Follow the podcast on Twitter At ALN Podcast Follow it on Instagram At ALN Podcast Follow me on Instagram At AdamRay33 Follow Brad At Brad Williams Comic 
Uh, I've been posting a lot of fucking videos recently. I found a couple apps where you can um, animate your face, and I'm having way too much fun with those. So uh, follow me if you want to see some quick, hilarious, and possibly creepy uh, animated face videos. It's so fun, man. There's one where it just makes your eyes bigger and your mouth smaller, and I do this character named Chad, and um, people are really digging it. So I'm going to keep doing it because it's fun, it's easy, and it makes me laugh. Also, we are scheduling more live About Last Night podcasts to happen uh, at the Hollywood Improv. So, of course, follow us on Twitter and Facebook to make sure you're up to date with when those dates are posted. Uh, probably going to do it in March and April. So those will be a lot of fun. And while you're online, go to my YouTube channel. We've been posting it on Facebook and Twitter. But my YouTube channel is Adam Ray Comedy. And, of course, the Brad Williams cologne sketch is online. It's amazing. If you haven't seen it, it's 90 seconds. Go online, watch it, share it. It's the best. I do the VO. Brad does the rest, and it's unbelievable. <laughs> um, of course, get all your ALN merch at astoymerchandise.com, E-S-T-O-Y merchandise.com, hats, shirts, Life My Life shirts, Ronin the Quave shirts, ALN shirts, hats, mugs uh, with the Titanic picture on them, and of course, the first uh, official commemorative ALN posters are now available at astoymerchandise.com. We signed a bunch. You can buy them signed, get them, frame them, put them up on the wall, bring them to the shows. We'll sign them there. We'll sign your shoes. We'll sign your tits. We'll sign it all, baby. Now that we got the merch info out of the way, those are the tour dates. Those are the Twitter handles. So now sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with David Keckner and Josh McCuga. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. I was going to say, you checking your Instagram real quick, or are you no. texting your kids? No, my, my, yeah. kid, my oldest kids. Um, how old are they? The oldest ones are... Um, are we on? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Charlie is 16 and Margo is 14. Nice. And they both kind of... But then but had he, a moment tonight. Oh shit! It's, well, first of all, let's recap. It's yeah. Eve's birthday today. Eve's the five-year-old. Happy birthday! It's her birthday. Yeah, yeah. And so we She's all a big went fan out. of the podcast. She yeah. loves it. She uh, she, she loves uh, it. She tweets, tweets us, all us the, the time. most. Yeah. Yeah. she does. And so she uh, big day for her. So she's getting all the attention. Yeah, right. And you, you and, and I think subconsciously the kids don't realize what sometimes what you do is you act out. Yeah, and they don't realize it. Yeah. Anyway, great day for Eve. She, I think my maybe her greatest birthday. Wow. Because she was so aware of it and appreciative well, and thankful. Well, five, right? She's five. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of like when you're starting to get to that point where, I mean, you're like, oh, wow, this is my day. There's And yes. And, and there's that, a, that never leaves her. Now for, the, now for the rest of her life, this is her day. <laughs> so she'll have a, a couple flashes of that day. And uh, Now, what did you do to make that official in her eyes? Like, as a five-year-old, what did you say? Like, what did you do gesture-wise? It was like, hey, this is a big day for you. Oh, we didn't have to. It just happened that she was recognizing <laughs> She it. woke up uh, fist it, pumping. It, it just so happens <laughs> that, uh, no, she did. <laughs> Today, she got, uh, what she got was a frosted donut for mm-hmm. breakfast that's what she wanted so yeah. that's what she got but um for whatever uh, she's always been uh you know she'll come in our room at night 
And I, I, I actually do a, a bit about this in, in my stand-up where I say we, we don't stop it because she's our youngest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And with the other ones, you train them to go back to bed. But with her, right. we've kind of just kept allowing it. But my wife has started telling her in the last two weeks, when you're five, you're sleeping in your own bed all night. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, I know. Yeah. But, it's, but you got to put the clamps it's, down. It's harder for us to sleep when you got somebody. I told, Brad, I told Brad that two weeks ago, and I'm still waiting for it to go into full effect. Yeah. But, you know, it's We like, all know that I can't go to bed without a good juice spoon. Well. <laughs> Gosh, isn't that the best? <laughs> a good, like, right? A good juice oh, spoon. A good juice spoon. Yeah. Like, oh, we fit. I know. I mean, you're chosen people. I know. Yeah. There's I, something about it, right? I, it, it's, it, it's They're warm in the right company. places. Thank you. Absolutely. And 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 uh, rigid in the right places. Thank you. Know you. Talking about? Yeah, yeah, thank you. Mosaic, 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 mosaic. <laughs> like Jews are rib for your pleasure. Right? It, it's, nice. it's, it's pretty, pretty solid. <laughs> but, and, and, Turns out Adam was a Jew. Uh, <laughs> the original Adam. Gotcha. But anyway, so big day for Eve. She right. got a couple Barbie pieces she really loved. Wait, Very Barbie, excited. Pe- full, the full Barbie or pieces to a Barbie? Well, we got <laughs> That's kind of sadistic. Well, um, what I mean is just that a leg and a head next to you. you well, I'm, I'm referencing the Barbie universe. Yeah, come on. So from the universe, a couple pieces came. One being this this horse. It's an electronic horse that actually what trots. I'm not fucking kidding. I thought this is the greatest little toy ever. Yeah, it's a horse that will walk. That walks. It's an electric. Yeah, it's brilliant. So they figured it you out. You got to make everything moving nowadays. I yes. feel like toy wise. So that works. She's over the moon. That's all going great. She's got presents. We all went to CPK. Uh, that's California Pizza Kitchen for the layman. Uh, <laughs> Listen, we know you're a big Hollywood star. Yeah, yeah, you got to have time to say California Pizza yeah. Kitchen. We, we get got it. shit you to can do, David. That's what the pizza. kids call it. That's where they like to go. So anyway, for whatever reason tonight afterward, and I, like, so I started this conversation because my older kids are texting. Yeah. Charlie 16, Margot, they, they were having a tough time tonight. And I was like, wow, something, what's, what's going on? Because I, I just, you know, my wife and I kind of write out teenagers. They're going to have their moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Charlie had a tough time. Uh, it was kind of slamming things around. Like, you know, you try to be measured in your yeah. response. Margot was blasting her. She got a record play over Christmas. She, that's what she wanted, it's a record player, which is awesome. Yeah, it's, a record player. Isn't that, wait, isn't that what you wanted when you were a kid was exactly. a record player? And I couldn't get one. Yeah. <laughs> and so she's, and she's blasting Adele. And I'm like, hey, hey, oh. hey. And she's locked her room. It's like, knock, knock, knock. She won't. She always opens the door tonight. Nope, nope, nope. And I kept having, I, 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 you talk about the parent you didn't want to be. It's turn that music down, which oh, is true. Because her room been there now. But her room is right next door to the younger kids' room. Oh. It's like, you're going to wake them up. That's the issue. David, yeah. you're a good two years away from get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. <laughs> like turn that down. The middle finger while <laughs> I'm mowing the lawn. I know. Yeah. I know. But anyway, and Charlie was slamming. So anyway, they both have a tough time. In the- how, do you, how do you ride that balance of uh, when you leave and you get a text that's like, you know, shit's going down, Adele's being blasted and you're like well at least oh. she's picked a catchy song but she's crying like do you rush home or do you go no, i no, gotta no. do my, my shit. wife takes care yeah. of it but they weren't they were both more uh i love you dad apologetic that's the best. storm storms oh, storms passed yeah storms yeah. passed now yeah. now because you got five kids yeah. correct yeah man doing the acting and then the stand-up comedy touring because because you tour like i go to all these clubs and uh i was yeah, just kick, kick following each other yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, for, the, for the for the for the last few weeks i think it was like the comedy zone in charlotte you were okay. just there or just about to be there and i'm just like gee like five kids you're like now is that is that is is that the relief to get out of the house uh it's it's twofold okay uh, one like all of us we have to earn a living sure uh, uh two for me is like that's a business you can build 
Mm-hmm. You build that business, you don't have to worry about what everybody else is going to give you a job. You can go get your own job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's a sustainable business that can go for. How old is Don Rickles? Uh, 80 something. Right. How long do you want to work? If you build it, they will come. Yeah. And so you can make it bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, but last year I was going a lot. And so my wife was is, has kind of said, hey, we're pulling back on that. Yeah. Because I also went to New Zealand for two and a half months to shoot Krampus. Oh, shit. And so that mm-hmm. was, uh, that Which, was you know, you just put your head down, you get through it. We all get through yeah. it. But, Skype uh, every day. By the way, I saw Krampus. Uh-huh. And I, 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 they don't make movies like that. Right. I really love that Good. movie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank it, you. Cause it, it looked it, very scary. It made me glad I was a Jew because I was like, we have no Christmas vi- or Hanukkah scary, villain. It's scary. It's campy. Yeah. But, but just the right amount. Yes. Uh, it, but it's not. Uh, uh, it's not that scary. It's not. It's, it's the more, trailer looked. Inc- I mean. Well, that's good. Yeah. No blood, no gore. And I would say this, and tell me if you agree. Okay. It is a perfect family horror movie. <laughs> you know what? I never thought of yeah. that category. Yeah. But if you're gonna sit down and watch someone get mangled with the kids, right. uh, Krampus is the perfect <laughs> movie for that. Uh, yeah. I, I took all five kids. My wife and I. We brought all five kids to the movie one yeah. uh, Sunday afternoon. Uh-huh. At our local ArcLight, knowing that you know, for Eve that she was not quite five, but I I knew intrinsically that the separation for her was there because she knows it's daddy. This isn't real. Right. I was and about to ask. Like yeah, she wasn't freaked yeah. out. Okay. It's like well, that's dad. And now he's this sitting. And now yeah. he's sitting next to me. Yes. So obviously the monster doesn't kill him. Right. It's not real. <laughs> so it doesn't. It's fine. How much yeah. of your stuff do you allow them to see? I'm I'm sure it's case by case. It is right? case by case. Like has yeah. has a five year old seen Anchorman? No, she wouldn't understand it. Right. Sergeant, who's nine, has seen it and loves it. Isn't and, that a great sign? Yes. Because nine, I feel like it's, I showed my uh, brother's family guy at nine, and they have an amazing sense of humor because of it. And, you know, maybe um, maybe there's some backlash well, from that too. I, but we had to have Sergeant stop watching family guy because yeah. his language was getting bad. For sure. Mm. So so when do you show Sergeant uh, Piranha three double D? Which which is my twelve. We which is personally my favorite uh, for sure. David Keckner role. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> I was, yeah. was going to ask forgiveness. No no no! I second <laughs> that. But motion. also don't it's, champion. It's not that. Rosh Hashanah. You but can't do that here. But it's also yeah, yet. But it's also I mean I've got five kids. That's why yeah. I did yeah. Piranha three. Yeah. Well, I mean you're you're talking to the guy that was in a a, a little campy Christmas movie called Hercules Saves Christmas. <laughs> hey. So uh, like. Yeah. yeah, we got to earn. Yeah, you, you know the thing is, the when you're growing up and you have aspirations to be in show business, you make these decisions. You think I would never do that. Why is that person in that? And you're like, well, person's got a mortgage. Yeah, t- that's are why. T- are you talking about Pluto Nash for Eddie Murphy? I'm thinking about whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was that was. I don't. I can't answer it for him. Yeah, sure. So maybe he wanted one more house. I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he had gotten divorced and he needed. Yeah. But, you know, but the, I don't. No one sets out to make a shitty movie. No, no it's always um, it, it's always with the good intentions, and no matter what the project is. Is you you put your all into it and you yeah. put your put your best performance. Can you ever know though? I mean, I've heard and so many people ask that question to uh, actors. Like, do you ever know it during the making of like when you guys yes. are doing Anchorman? Did you? I'm sure you're laughing so hard. You're like, there's no way this isn't going to translate, right? Correct. Uh, I was I thought you were going to go the other way. Did you know it was going to be a piece of shit? Uh, I, I do know <laughs> My that. My God. But with Anchorman, we, we all felt like, holy shit, something great's happening. Okay, cool. And awesome. almost to the point where I've said this uh, many times, but. Like you don't want to comment on a no hitter, totally. Right. Oh, it felt like that. Like so, you just wow, kind of give each other looks during. This, t- is, like- this is uncommonly good, right? Yeah. But yeah. if you remember, the first Anchorman wasn't a hit. It became it a, a, it was yeah. for us in the theaters, but yeah, yeah. but right. It was, I mean, it, it only built. made eighty four million dollars, right. which was not technically a hit mm-hmm. uh, for you know. For so when did you guys years. see the effect? 
uh, Adam and Will were talking during the Anchorman 2 promotion that after six years when they started seeing people out uh, for Halloween as the news team, that, six years later, they're like, something's still going on. Yeah. And, and then when you start seeing all these T-shirts with, you know, things from the movie that weren't anything anyone would have ever put on a T-shirt before, you couldn't have said that I Love Lamp is going to be a T-shirt seller. <laughs> Or that milk was a bad choice is yeah. going to be a major yeah. phrase that they people were wh- say. There were whammy shirts, weren't there? There were some whammy shirts, all that stuff. So, so you you never know yeah. and it's, what it's, it's going to be. Um, now, w- whenever we have people that are in the Saturday Night Live family uh, on this podcast, I we're, we're both SNL obsessed. Yeah, so I hope you don't mind if we ask no, you no, a, sure. a little bit about it. Uh, was that a goal to be on Saturday Night Live? Yes. It was. Yeah, yeah. Because you're starting in Second City, Chicago, right? So that's well, most I.O. and then Second City. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, the, I, this sounds arrogant, but I knew I was going to be on it. I love that. Since I was a kid. Whoa. And so when it happened, I thought, well, of course. But So you weren't, like, thrilled when you got the message? You're like, yes, I, this is what it's supposed to happen? I, well, I, I kind of felt like, well, good. Well, right. Well, right, good. right, right. right. So it's Lord, my turn. So Lauren Michaels calls you and says you're on the show, and you go, of course I am. Well, no, no. <laughs> you, you don't find out till you get flown out the third time that you have this meeting in Lauren's office. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I wasn't sure what still what was going on. And I hear he mind fucks everybody. Did he I do guess you so. too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What, do you remember that yeah, day? Yeah, yeah. The, whole, the whole thing. We were sitting there. Steve Higgins, who's the head writer at the time, now a producer on the show. Now he's the voice on Fallon. Right. Um, uh, he was in the room. I was there with Lauren. And uh, and you don't know if you got it yet. They just well, flew out to. There's there's no audition left. Right. So I'm pretty sure. Right. It's happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, sitting there in his office and uh, with Steve, uh, that week before in Chicago, it's it's August. It, there had been the biggest, the the hottest heat wave that had hit Chicago in maybe forever, mm-hmm. and 500 people had died. I mean, it was incredible. Oh, from the weather. Yeah, from the weather. What and the so fuck? I'm kind of, it's on my mind, so I'm talking about it. And and then we're talking about baseball or something, and Lauren just goes, we're done talking about that now. <laughs> like, wait. Yikes. <laughs> I decide what happens. You kept you kept feeling oh like God. the rug was being pulled out. Like, one yeah. topic would start. It's like a person going, that conversation's done. And you're like, wait, we, okay. And you just Jeez. succumb to that response. You just go. Well, then, then Lauren started talking about whether or not I should get a hairpiece. Um, <laughs> What'd you say? I was just like, what? <laughs> because uh, all I could think was like, I can't get a hairpiece. Yeah. Everybody... In my life is gonna fucking kill me. Yeah. Right. Like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> I love that you went there, by the way, because you meet that's such a dude move. You think of like your other dude buddies yeah. that are gonna give like, you right. shit. And I you're go like, back to the neighborhood. I don't care how much it'll help my career. Right. Fucking Kevin will make fun of me and I can't yeah. handle that shit. Yeah. Now looking back, you know, had I been more showbiz savvy, I may have really seriously considered it, thinking, okay, of course. Plugs at that time looked awful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've come and a long so way. so that wasn't yeah. even... A, you, I couldn't have divined at that moment that yeah. they're going to be micrographs. Oh, yeah. Brad has pube plugs now, and they're... They, they they're solid. Wonders. Yeah. They, wow. they, fool, they fool my girlfriend every time. Wow. That's... Yeah, she still doesn't know. Wow. Well, she's in the room right now, so now oh, she knows. Now she knows. But, <laughs> yeah, she's kind of upset about that. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, babe. It's not real. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, she is... Quietly, so- well, thank God she's not mic'd up because she's quietly <laughs> sobbing over there. I mean, I mean, I don't like to make women cry, but you know, yeah. Well, uh, if I, if truth makes her cry, <laughs> so be it. But Ugh. anyway, it was, and then I, at some point, Steve leaned over and shook my hand, and said, "Congratulations, you got the job." I was like, "Oh, okay," because this guy wasn't going to. Wow, he's trying he to put w- a hairpiece on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Anyway. And so uh, uh, IO, Second City, um, who was in your, like, class? At- you won't believe it. Yeah. Everybody. So the people I came up with, I think the show started to start. The people I came up with, I was in classes. Ten-minute warning. Far- Just got a, I got a ten-minute warning for okay. you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Chris Farley and I started together. Same oh, class. Shit. All right. Uh, Brian Stack, who's a stalwart of Conan. Uh, yeah. uh, Kevin Dorf, Conan writer. Andy Richter, you know him. Right? Holy shit. Um, Let's see. Tina Fey, uh, Rachel Dratch, Amy Poehler, Horatio Sands, Adam McKay, Steve Carell, Steve Colbert. What? These people were all there when I was there. If you say Danny Glover and Glenn Close, Danny I'm going to have a Glover, heart attack. Glenn Close. <laughs> uh, Danny Bonaducci. Tony the, Danza. The douche. <laughs> as the, as, no, as was it was that's that's incredible. incredible. It, it's almost like I don't want to mention anyone because if I forget someone, it, it was an amazing amalgamation of talent. And there's tons of writers. John Glazer was there. Wow, uh, uh, writers that you that people might not know mm-hmm. uh, by their face or their name. But how just, do you stand you out in a work. class like that? I we mean, don't. You're all. You don't know. Everyone's playing. All you realize, like, oh shit, there's a lot of great people here. That you mm-hmm. can play with. We're all playing together, too. Very communal. We're all doing a bunch of different shows together in different arenas all over Chicago, whether it's at Second City or the I.O. Neil Flynn was in there, too. Uh, Second City or the I.O. Uh, or, pardon me, other pocket improv right, shows yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So it was... So now, you're not thinking, how do I make my mark? You're thinking, thank God I have so many great people to play with. Oh, and, you're and, thinking, like, this is going great. Yeah. And... Mm-hmm. Not to be a dick, but you know who's good and who's not. Farley, everybody knew. Right? Oh, Farley, I yeah. took out of the mean. Farley, I remember, like, okay, he's not like everybody else. I'm not going to compare myself to Chris Farley because no right. one compares to Chris Farley. Right. So, because in, in your, when you're coming up in your head, you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm keeping up with all these people. All these yeah. people, like, and then a Farley, Farley shows up. Is, is different. Was yeah. it because of the, I mean, obvi- the obvious reasons of... Commitment. Right. Mm-hmm. I was just curious because everyone, I feel like, has saw something that was... Well, for him, it's just such a, a natural, charismatic comedy embodiment mm-hmm. that was just magnetic and a, 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 an amazing force. He was a force of nature. You never say anything like it again, and you don't think you ever will, probably. No, yeah. exactly, but in a different way. Yeah. Like, McKay's mm-hmm. mind is so amazing. Yeah. Well, you, he, he, again, him, you're like, oh, shit. Don't compare yourself He's to McKay. Got that, yeah. He's different. Right. So, you know. So, you ever, so now so now when McKay starts directing dramas, mm-hmm. are, do you see that as, yeah, totally. Of like, course. That's not, oh, yeah, yeah. Because for me, when, when I see his name attached, uh, I forgot the name of the movie that literally just came big out. Short. Oh, big Short. Yeah, yeah Big yeah. Short. That's him. Yeah. How could and, you forget that, Brad? I mean, pff, I mean it's got my. hanging fruit. We're not going to even. <laughs> we're not going to even. Not. But like when you see his name attached to that, yeah. you're like, you mean the Anchorman guy is right. doing the Big Short? Of course. I would say. For me, uh, McKay, certainly one of the brightest guys I've ever met. Mm-hmm. And I would also say probably one of the brightest guys anyone ever meets. Wow. Really? I think he might be going to the White House. Holy shit. Um, and I think, I think, oh, oh, someone had told me that. Does Obama oh, need oh, a speechwriter? <laughs> he could do it. Um, <laughs> wow. I think that in this, in this. You know, whatever the race to the the statuettes. Of course, they they pull people in a bunch of different ways. Yeah. And uh, McKay's met a lot of economists because of the Big Short. The Big you know, Short, yeah, 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 Michael yeah, yeah. Lewis. I'm sure he's met Michael, of course. Mm-hmm. But there's no one he. There's no one I don't. I, I think that McKay couldn't stand toe to toe with. 
Really? He's yeah. just one of those guys where one you can throw minds him in just like, any situation. don't you know? Yes. So if he sits down with Neil deGrasse Tyson, yes. he'll have a conversation. If he sits yes. down with Kevin he Hart, could, he he'll, could he'll, he'll, elocute he'll on anything. It's also... It you always, lost me at elocute. Well, <laughs> that's a word I once learned. It's also... He could talk good about anything. <laughs> it's also always admirable when you see somebody that is that funny and that sharp comedically that is also... Uh, but he seems to me that the guy... As smart as he is that you're saying, doesn't have to be the smartest guy in the room, yeah? Oh, no. He won't dominate oh, a conversation. It's, it's ca- no, it's casual. Mm. It's it's a casual... And that's why you respect it. Oh, my God. Yeah. You you can't even believe it. You're like... It's as if the guy is not even willing... He is, he, he he respects everybody else so much that sits across from him that he's never going to put you in a position to make you feel dumb. He's Infer- only... Yeah. in Always inviting. Boy, that's an amazing he's quality. Always, it yeah. really is. He's always inviting. That's that's who McKay is, and if 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 he might want to inform you about something, he, first thing he's like, well, you know what I'm talking about, and then he might awesome. tell you. But he first thing he does, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, is makes say, you feel well, like you're you, on the same board. Yes, yeah. well, you know what I mean, and then he might yeah. spew out a paragraph that you're like, what the? I could never <laughs> string, write that. string theory. You know what I'm talking you know, about? You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, he has such respect for every human being that he interacts the with. War, the War of 1812. Be, you know what I'm talking Come about? On, yeah. Actually, yeah. I wouldn't know if you were thinking. <laughs> Wait. So when he's uh, directing you guys in Anchorman, when uh, and uh, I'm sure you guys you ad libbed. What percentage of the time would you say? Well, we ad we we improvised always, uh, mm-hmm. and that's a tool that he uses to do a couple of great things. Number one. Um, First of all, they've written a brilliant script that's yeah. hard to beat. But the thing that he and Will do is they invite you to fail. And he says, no one can fail. We've already got it. We already have the script. You can't lose. Do anything you want. So that's how, there's such how a... How freeing is that? Exactly. Plus, yeah. how about this? There's no egos like, yeah, I wrote the script, but go try. It's okay. Say something else. Yeah. Because we've already got it. We'll shoot it two or three times. Mm-hmm. Then you've got it in the can. It's like, let's take a swing at it. So you do, I was going to ask that. So you, it's not that you get to play on every take. you got to get the... After. Once yeah. we've got it. Yeah. Now let's... Well, with the first Anchorman, we, he said, let's let the squirrel out of the bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we just improvise. And sometimes you just... And you're not changing, making wholesale changes. You might just be changing a line or you might be adding a few words or uh, changing the, the second half of a line, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but the most remarkable thing is I spent a year writing something, and I don't mind you trying to go, I think I can Maybe, be yeah, better. That's, In fact, yeah. they invite it. It's amazing. That, 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 that takes so much because you you see so many times in this business someone be so oh, – ego. Yeah, their ego, ego gets kills involved. creativity, yeah. Absolutely. And th- this guy spent how many hours to write the script but still allows – Months, still, a year recognize the talent yeah. that's in the room says, yeah, but you guys can do stuff. But he too. doesn't care who it is. Everyone was invited to improvise. That's it wasn't so just the core. It's anyone. So anyone it, can take a swing. It's yeah. not just you will and it's everybody. And here's the remarkable thing about my case. So for the last one, now that we've got, so we're shooting digital so you can just go forever. And uh, he had a microphone behind the, the director's monitor and a, a, a public address up near the set. Mm-hmm. And so we're just rolling. And so now we've got two or three takes in the can. McKay would throw in lo- new lines huh. all day long for every character in the movie. Oh, my God. It's amazing. It's a dream, right? Yes. And I would work the night before and come up with a 10 alts. Yeah. We'd call them alternative yeah, yeah, yeah. lines. And I'd show him McKay. He was like, ah, he'd laugh. First thing he'd do is mm-hmm. always laugh. And they'd go, yeah, yeah. And then he would beat it by... <laughs> A thousand oh, casually again, like oh right. yeah, that's good. But how about this? 
you're like, ah. And you have no, yeah, I was going to say, is there a little bit of defeat? And you're going, oh, Not defeat, fuck, I wish I. Not defeat, marvel. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean. I stayed up all night. He probably just came up with these, like, <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Minutes. Yes. Yeah. Now, yes. Now I understand why you guys were able to release essentially the movie again. Yeah. With all new jokes. Yep. Because if you're doing that many takes and, oh, be, and and being allowed that much freedom on set, then and with that kind of talent, then yeah, that's that's what you get. Was there a moment that you can remember where you guys maybe collectively laughed so hard that you like? Oh, I yeah. mean, I feel like there's a handful of times in our lives where you're like, your, your stomach hurts, so you're crying so hard from laughing, yes. and with a group of people, like I can, you know, but it's not all the time. And when it happens, you're like, wow, I don't think you say to yourself, I haven't laughed that hard in so and so. Yes, yes. Yeah. literally. Uh, on Anchorman 2 when we're shooting the lighthouse scene. Yeah. <laughs> it was just the four of us, and it's toward mm-hmm. the end of shooting, and we all recognize this is the last time the four of us are going to shoot together in the movie, yeah. but that scene is so fucking ridiculous, <laughs> and Ron is so petulant mm-hmm. and so childish and arrogant. It's just beyond uh, your ability to control yourself when he mm-hmm. insists that... His blindness causes him to not be able to find his penis so he can masturbate. It's like, what? Yeah. But the way that Will played it was so goddamn funny. And thank God we're shooting over people's shoulders and we're all literally crying. And I remember like trying to hold it in and McKay's mm-hmm. like, Kector, don't worry about it. We're, we're, we're shooting over you. You can laugh as much as you want because you uh, don't want to laugh. No. Right. Because you don't want to blow someone's take. take. Yeah. But everyone's recognizing like this is fucking crazy. Is it, does the time of day uh, attribute to any of that? Like if it's uh, late, you're a little delirious? Or? No, this was, no, this was during the day. Okay. This was the only shoot, so scene we were shooting that them. day. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy good. Uh, you know, I once, I thought, what is it? Some of the lines, like, I thought I was eating a waffle and I bit hard into an ashtray. It's like, wait, Ron, couldn't you tell by holding the ashtray that it, first it wasn't warm and then that it was not a waffle? I'll say it. Really clear, <laughs> really loud, Brian. I am blind. I mean, it was just That's so absurd. Oh my god! But, but and, and like you say, like why Farley was so great was yeah. commitment. Yes. yes, you're saying absolutely absurd things that have little to no basis in truth, but you guys are committing so hard to the ridiculous. That it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. Yes. They're, um, they're in the, their own world. Yeah. I don't want to cut us off, but you got to go. Okay. Uh, okay. If you want, if you, you said, if you want to come back up, if not, we'll have you back I, I another time. I have to time. get up at 6.20 to right. help well, get thank, the kids to school in the thank morning. Thank you for coming I, uh, I, I Thank you this so awesome. much. Come back again. We'll do this for a full right. hour. All right. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. It. Thanks, gang. Thanks, David. Wait, so you listen to the podcast? Yeah, of course. Thanks, man. Yeah. Oh, your fan. Uh, wait, so oh what do they God. say about my fountain? They'd always be like, I love coming in your place. It's like serene. There's a fountain. Yeah. And then I remember I was in your in your building one time because there was a girl who used to live on your on the second floor in your Ooh. building. Do you know the blonde in like 13? Can I be honest? I've seen Cammie? a lot of- No, I don't know. <laughs> Cammie, what a great name. Yeah. Uh, uh, the only people I've seen in my apartment that I know on a personal level is the woman above me who kicks my uh, ceiling with her foot oh. when my volume reaches like past a level that she finds um, not comfortable. Which is just above whisper. Yeah. It, yeah. Can I, you're not joking. It's not loud at all. And it'll be 1030 at night and I'm watching Sports Center, and, and she there's... kicks the ceiling. And I, I literally, I kick back, dude. I don't say, I yell <laughs> and I kick back. Well, are you doing insanity up there? Like a P90X or anything? And you're like rattling the I mean, I got a Stairmaster. Or... I'm not bragging or anything, but like, whatever. But like, whatever. But, uh, and there's an Australian girl in these your These pecs don't too, tone that... themselves. Oh, nice. Wow, which is that's the, the name which, of my which, next album. Yeah, that's the name of his uh, workout tape, actually. <laughs> 
Welcome to Adam Ray and these pecs don't tone themselves. Can I be honest? I would call it that, and I would also uh, advocate that. First, first of all, you take your one uh, Kermit uh, Kermit Muppet, and you do and you do ten Kermit curls. Kermit you, curls. You, you do <laughs> Kermit curls. Now, don't start out with Piggy. Do not. That's a common mistake. Right. From, from a beginner, you start, you, you start with Miss Piggy. The Piggy you, pull-ups. You do. You don't want to do the Piggy pull-ups, man. Well, people think the piggy chin-ups are easier. But yeah. No, 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 no. What about uh, the scooter squats? <laughs> scooter squats are solid. I mean, there's a whole Muppet workout here. The beaker here. burpees? There's... The beaker burpees. <laughs> you know? Oh, my God. Hashtag <laughs> beaker burpees. I don't, I, don't even know, I don't even know how you spell that. But, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm looking at your arms, sir. Yeah. And you, you're, you're curling more than Miss Piggy. I... <laughs> Wow! That, hey, that hey, sounds like putting a, my jacket back on. That sounds like a 1920s compliment. Like, <laughs> hey, over there, you see that girl? I bet you she's curling more than Miss Piggy. <laughs> Smoky luckies, kids. <laughs> I want so badly time for time machines to exist, just so I can send Brad back to the 1930s and let him try out material. What's, what's the think? I'm a witch. Yes, <laughs> it's a midget. Burn oh it. Did you ever, did you ever watch right. uh, Boardwalk Empire? <laughs> yeah. There were, do you remember the, the, the dwarf midget stand-up Nick, comic? Nick Nowicki. Was it? Is that who they we, had in there? We, we all know each other. Oh, man. <laughs> Wait, legitimate question time. Yeah, yeah. Were there not little people in the 1940s? Oh, no. They, they, they're, they, there were, but, uh, but they, they, were, weren't. they were like more shunned, like uh, put away. Not like in the medieval times when we were thought up to be like lucky and we were like advisors to the king. Yeah. Like, oh dwar- like, like there's plenty of paintings. Uh, of, like in Braveheart. Yeah. At the end of Braveheart. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The dwarves are like just hanging out with the king and like we were, yep. the, we were the original jesters and we were the only ones that could uh, make fun of the king and then like the king would consult. I don't know why I'm getting into like a midget history <laughs> lesson right now. No, this is great. This would be a perfect, this would be a perfect drunk history. <laughs> yeah, it was. A, I'm oh drinking. Oh my God. I want you on that show so bad. Oh my God. No, it's the so greatest show. Someone like King Henry was like, what the fuck am I going to do with these people? You would also be the first person on that show to tell a story and then be in the story you're telling. Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Well, because, especially if I'm telling a midget story, because then it's like, well, there's only like three other actors. (laughs) (laughs) There's Dinklage. (laughs) And we're not not getting him. Careful saying that name too loud, man. (laughs) If you say it three times, he shows up or something. I will fight him. Do you hate Dinklage? Fight him. I mean, you know, <laughs> if he showed up right now, uppercuts. I'm just coming in with uppercuts. Just Here's the guns. Not just... even jabs to test him. Not even jabs to keep him at a distance. Uppercuts, son. We need, to, we need to figure out a way for you to get in front of Dinklage stand-up-wise. Because, like, an actor mm-hmm. of his stature, like, he doesn't do stand-up. And I guarantee you he's probably not, like, he, he's probably one of those actors He does, like, a like... one-man show about his struggle <laughs> via Shakespeare. Does yeah. he mean, really? Like, I mean, I, he's got oh, So maybe he doesn't even have a sense of he's humor. He's British. <laughs> you, you better not start doing stand up. That's all I'm going to say. Oh God! Because I because I got to continue being booked. I will. I will. I will. What if he does? Will, what will you do? I will find the star maps, and, oh, I, yeah. and, and I will go to his house. And I will help you, and I will have. Adam set up one of those. Remember those water balloon launchers that you oh, use? Yes, the yes. big rubber bands. I will send you over the over fucking- the wall. <laughs> Sending a me catapult. over the wall. Tailspin okay. style. Dwarf a pult. Dwarf a <laughs> Which is a new event in the X Games next year. <laughs> you know who's going to rock at that? Sean White, because he's awesome. Sean, Sean, Sean White would pretty yeah. much rock. The, uh-huh. the, the uh, flying tomato mm-hmm. would do well at the Dwarf a pult. Yeah. Uh, absolutely correct. Taking it back to medieval times when they threw tomatoes. Dwarf a pult. <laughs> there we go. Uh, uh, I feel like this is great discussion. Uh, Josh McCuga, thank yes. you for being here. Oh, dude, thanks um, for having me. You know I'm a fan. 
You're, uh, and we're a fan of Between the Sheets. Uh, I've been on. I've been trying to hand- get you on forever, oh, man. It's, I know, right? It'll happen. Well, it'll maybe. Happen. I'll come on. You know, before his special comes out. Brad yeah, Shooting that's what we should special. have you on. We'll, 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 right before the special comes yeah, out. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be coming out in the summer. Love it. So, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll do that. Now, do now do I have to have sex with you to be on Between the Sheets? Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's an option. I mean, Ooh. we always leave it on the table. Okay. Yeah. So his, uh, his apartment is conducive to a one night stand. Yes. Hey, man, you keep yeah. you you keep those arms. <laughs> <laughs> you keep those keep dwarf apulting. <laughs> yeah. I'm just a lot of try work on dwarf apulting. Do, yeah. uh, do, do, doing the Miss Piggy curls, and I mean, you you could find yourself in a good situation. The beaker burpees. We'll oh get those man, so funny. I want to ask this though. Talk have you me. have you always? I feel like in fifth grade you were because you're a natural uh, natural. Uh, talk show host. Okay. <laughs> so I feel like that those skills obviously have gotten more home as things go on. But I feel mm-hmm. like in fifth grade, you were a kid that was like, I'm going to be the next David Letterman. Uh, I, since I was a kid, all I wanted to be was the next Alex Trebek. Good I wanted God. to make like, I wanted to that make dream Jeopardy died, fun. Huh? Jamie Flam, what's up, man? <laughs> Good to see you, buddy. People just, yeah. People just fans of your podcast. It's awesome. <laughs> He's been on. Flan's been on. Uh, no, yeah. I, I think, you know, when I was uh, like fourth grade, my piano teacher was like, you're going to be the next Mac Lauer. Jesus and then, Christ. Did you, you know, take that with like a grain of salt or are you pissed off what, when she says that? You're like, <laughs> well, how was Lauer? Mostly I was like, what about Regis Philbin? Yeah, I thought yeah. I wanted also, to be Regis. What about, what about uh, Katie Couric? I feel like she wore the pants in that relationship. She right. definitely wore the pants in the relationship. Like Everybody you, was tuning in for Katie Couric. Absolutely. If you were to put Couric versus Lauer in Celebrity Deathmatch, I feel like Couric would come out on top. You kidding totally. me? Lowry would be in the corner. He uh, Lowry. <laughs> wow. Lowry would be in the corner just like waiting. The guy. Yeah. Okay, Wait. So when it. when he when said you were going to be the next Matt Lowry, what was his hairline like at the time? Because if that was a this weak a hairline, a lot of forward combing and like to the side. Okay, he hadn't I, gone full. I would take yet. that as an insult then, yeah. as like a fifth grader. Like <laughs> the fuck, I'm in fifth grade. <laughs> God damn it! I haven't <laughs> lost him yet. I got a strong hairline. <laughs> and then I looked at my dad and I was like, God, I have no. Is Papa Makuga not? Uh, oh, he's he's full. My parents were on between the sheets like ten episodes ago. I think it's episode one sixteen. Yeah, um, you had to wait a while. You had to break a hundred. Had to break a hundred, yeah. and they came out. They both were on together, and it is hysterical. They were just awesome. My mom and dad are are really cool. They don't necessarily like get like the sex talk, but we like walked our way around it, and it was it was. I super feel like fun. you come from a solid uh, parental marriage. Is yeah. that the case? Yeah, yeah. they've been married like forty six years now. Well, I think I I think they get the sex talk. <laughs> I think Dude, you're, I, have I, you, I think you're dancing around that because you you don't want to hear yeah, someone else's answers. Answer. I think so. No, yeah. but you know what? Oh, BDSM. Your uh, your father. He tried to get me into it. Your dad honest. just retired. and He's got all this time. He's got all this time, and he's got this hard dick, and he doesn't know what to do with it. He's just been like, I want to know though, because I feel like I'm in a place where I, like I don't want to I don't want to know or see evidence of my mom fucking. Okay, right. and I will go on record saying that, and I'll tweet it every day if I have to just to make sure it doesn't happen but I do want to I want to hopefully live in a world where it is still she's 66 and I just know like hey man I still watch I'll watch movies with her home for the holidays and see this movie and she'll George Clooney will come on the screen and she'll still make a noise that's very much conducive to like oh you will play with yourself tonight (laughs) (laughs) based on what you just saw Putin no (laughs) but guess what I hope Putin is doing so what I'm asking is that you're 46 years of marriage. Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't probably pry, but you. Of course not. But you. Is there a party that goes? Nah, there's still people. Yeah. Like Betty White said at one point. She, I think she's 80. 80 top 80, 80s. 89. Right. Yeah. She said she's still top like, 80s. The top 80s at eight. <laughs> Betty White coming in at number four. It's Return of the Mac from. <laughs> wow. You know me and Mark. Top 80s at eight with with Betty White. I yeah. would tune in. I just had a quick visual of Betty White. 
fucking to Return of the Mac. <laughs> and that's not the first time I've thought I about that. I guess I've been the move. Hey, Ruth. I just sang that karaoke in Seattle Return of the Mac, oh. and that is an underrated karaoke song. Without a doubt. Everybody, it's one of those songs that you know every lyric yeah. to, but you, if I were to ask you right now, hey, Brad, do you know every lyric in Return of the Mac? Obviously not. No. Yeah, but then it comes on, dude. You're like, you're, you but there's only like 30 Return words in the song. It's like, he says Return of the Mac about 100 times. And True. So I'm guess I've been the Well, that's the fun part. Nobody yeah. knows. Uh, yeah, I didn't say you actually have to sing verbatim the, the, the verses. No. Because no. nobody knows what the verse is. Of course they don't. No. Ben, is there any way we could pull that up? <laughs> oh, God. Because I, I would love to show this. you. Because karaoke to this song. So the 30, I do, I do karaoke at Barney's every year for my birthday. You know, you've you been yeah, the last been three years. Yeah. Mm. Brad, obviously, come this year. 31st yeah. of January, Sunday night. Done. Uh, We'll Barney's be here, karaoke, yeah. and we, be here. we'll just yeah. lay it down. Yeah. Oh my! All God. night long. Brad, what is your go-to karaoke? I don't think I've ever asked you this as a friend. Uh, my go-to karaoke is uh, Sublime's "Date Rape." <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> I thought <laughs> that's where things got out of control. Moral of the date rape story: It does not pay to be drunk and horny. Oh yeah! Oh, oh, oh yeah! God. I will. I, I will lay that January down. January thirty-first. This can't come could, quick obviously, enough. a dude from Orange County is going to sing Sublime. You obviously, know yeah, he's yeah. locked in. L- l- listen, I don't do it. For the Orange County, I do it to be a positive role model for the kids out there drinking that night, yeah, as a warning of the of the consequences of and, and how you, and how you have yeah. to be aware and, and, and how and how the, some people in your life that may seem trustworthy, uh, they might be uh, wolves in sheep's clothing. <laughs> I've never never used that metaphor Wolves before. Wolves in Rufy's clothing. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> what, see now you you don't now you have to adjust the saying now now that's like whoa what was that that uh, was Mark Morrison checking in. Okay, uh, it might have been God. It is. All right. Are we trying to do a return to the Mac thing? Yeah. And this is, by the way, this is uh, like like it's at sixth grade skating parties. Oh, this will yeah. be considered an all sing. Like Ice an skating? all skate? Oh, oh, the roller skating. So, oh, grab shit. Grab that finest lady that you know. <laughs> Take her around the block one more time. Guys, it's an all skate. My moment. Bring that lady. Try, oh, yeah. Try not to clothesline your friends. When I try to get the song. Oh, yes, I did. No one knows the lyrics of the song. I got my heart. But I get the friends to go. Because you know I got the song. Yeah. Oh, it's like this. When the band of run. When the master people go. And you know I don't again. That's your song. I got your friends. You lied to me. But you sent a nickel time on me. You lied to me. But I did. Yes, I tried. <laughs> you lied to me. But I knew. <laughs> yeah, lied to me. See, nobody knows. But I knew. But I tried to return of the Mac. But I'm repeating. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> this song, dude. I want to. That's a good karaoke hit. It is. It is. You can it, turn that down, Ben. It's a sleeper, I, but it's, I but want it's to, good. I want have to. Have you have you ever watched that whole video all the way through? No. Okay, it's all at night. Uh, he's only wearing an all leather suit. It's an all. It's a suit that's leather. So leather pants, leather jacket, leather shirt with a leather tie. Wow. As foretold in the legend, <laughs> whenever the Mac will return. <laughs> 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 he will be. He shall only wear leather. He shall only wear leather. Great, Paul, dude. That's I mean, am I the only person that's read the scrolls? Yeah. <laughs> Is it just me? You guys didn't read it? Right, hey, it was obvious, dude. They painted it out. They told yeah. us what was going to happen. Yeah. You know in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, when he's scraping out that last part, he's like, the valley of the crescent moon shall be filled with a man in all leather. And you're like, oh, the third one. What if, it said, what if it said Mark Morrison will return in a leather suit? And Indiana Jones goes, I hate snakes. 
It's like, all right, dude, stick to the script. That has nothing to do with what you're reading. I love how Indiana reading. Jones became Australian. Oh, I hate snakes. <laughs> yeah. I hate snakes. Crikey, I got a whip. What? I don't know. Harrison Ford is not that tough of an impression to do if you have a deep voice. Cause, well, cause he's so, I'm already working around the clock. Okay, yeah, well, that was fucking Shredder meets Splinter meets fucking Dr. Claw. So I don't know what the fuck that was. That was his most recent movie outside of a franchise uh, with Brendan Fraser. I don't know what the movie nice, called. Nice, good pull. Yeah. Drink the... four if you're playing at home for was the first the... Brendan Fraser reference of this podcast <laughs> in three years, dude. Yeah, wow. I, mean, I, mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. We had a special uh, monkey bone episode where, where we just dissected that entire movie. Damn. And, uh, and if, if you ever just if there was I would like ever... to see if there's if I could get run with Crest on the yeah. Out Last Night podcast. Okay, it's bringing the entire core pod, uh, the entire core cast of Encino Man. So Fraser, Shore, Aston. Well, Aston's a no uh, no brainer because yeah. um, he's he's a buddy. Yeah, and he's and been on the podcast Shore before. Will... Paulie Shore will do it. Yeah, we'd have to. Although Polly, I met what, we've what uh, Aston was on uh, podcast or uh, Todop back in the day when we yeah. were all on Todop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he had yeah. a political show. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, it was so funny when he came on. He we uh, Brad was out of town when he came on, yep. so that's oh, why we got to have him again. Yeah. But Sandy Danta was there and. <laughs> What did the episode as Pauly Shore and grilled Sean Astin for why as Pauly Shore as to why he wasn't in Lord of the Rings? Yes, please go back in the about last night uh, archives. archives. You yeah. can absolutely find this. So episode. that's Sandy, early. It's Sandy right? as yeah, Pauly. Like, yeah. That was like yeah. a fourth episode. Yeah. 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 So that's yeah. Sandy being like, "Bro, why didn't you let me be in Lord of the Rings, bro? We didn't see no man. I thought we built a rapport. Oh, and I I could find the ring. You know? oh, man, and Sean so like good. went along with it. Uh, I just want to be there in the room with Sean. And just because I can be like, all right, so you want to tell me about hobbits? Yeah. You motherfucker. Oh my my God. feet are normal size, you asshole. I, I do have some hair on them, but yeah. it's not overwhelming. <laughs> Come on. Isn't it kind of crazy, though, to really think about? It? And we'll talk about this when he comes back. But, like, I, you know, if anyone in this business, like, you, you, you have goals, you have visions of, like, what you want to do. But, like, for him to be in... Four movies that are kind of like, and three, no doubtly, are classics. Yeah, Goonies, Lord of the Rings, Rudy, uh, Rudy. Rudy. Yeah, like Without that is Rudy. fucking and starring, starring in, like not just like, like if I don't, there are few movies that I cry every time. Rudy. But Rudy, I when he when he opens that letter along the shoreline with that bench, I lose my mind. Yeah. And then when his dad comes in and he says he's the greatest sight these eyes have ever seen, I lose my mind. Dude. I mean, and it's and and he's the lead in that movie. Ad, Adam and I both went to USC and we're programmed to hate Notre Dame. Sure, we still cry yes. at that part yes, of the dude. movie. Yeah, of course you do. You every person that didn't go to Notre Dame wishes that was their college that yes. Rudy went to. Why yes. was this? Yes. Why why does it still hold up? Why do certain movies and and, and Josh, uh, also, I think sports movies for sure hold up, uh, especially the true ones. But the one that isn't true that always holds up to me is Field of Dreams. Field yeah. of Dreams well, holds he has, up. He has a catch with his dad. Yeah, at the end. Come it's on. also Costner, dude. Costner is ageless. Tin yeah. Cup still holds up. Tin Cup yeah. holds up. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think I think that Rudy holds up because everyone wants to see... Like the comeback kid, and, and, and everyone wants to the see the small. To everyone wants yeah. to see the small guy succeed. I, I feel like that's a that's a universal theme. <laughs> everyone always wants to see the small guy succeed. Yeah. Like just I don't all, disagree. All, all, always. So what I'm trying to say is there should be more Hollywood movies about small men succeeding. Well, we Spielberg, <laughs> if you're listening. Well, guess what, man? Michael J. Fox was your best shot, and he's having a tough time right now. All right. Wait, what? <laughs> All right. It got way too quiet after I said that, and I fucking I, hate Michael both of you Fox for allowing the pause the that nuts. occurred. 
non-joke guy. Dude, Michael J. Fox is like 5'2", man. <laughs> he's he's a small dude, but Bernie McFly, you know, he traveled in time. You can't, you know. What I'm saying is, Brad, who is the... Cruz is like, what, 5'4"? But oh, Tom yeah, Cruise is not a real person to me. If you... In, in Mission Impossible 6, mm-hmm. he jumped on a plane. Yes. And... Flew to it on the outside, air. and then he fought underwater. I tripped and sprained my ankle getting out of an Uber two nights ago. <laughs> He's twenty years older than me and is fighting underwater. Okay, have you, do you remember fuck? the movie Lionheart with Van Damme? Do you remember Lionheart with Van no, Damme? I remember I Double Team with Van Damme and Dennis Rodman. That was a great one. Classic. And then there was Time Double Cop. Impact. Time Cop was yeah. also good. Sudden Death took place in Pittsburgh. Van Damme. Van Damme and Lionheart plays a street fighter. And there's a there's a scene where he's like he's in a pool in like Malibu and the pool is empty, but there's like a, a part of the pool that still has water in it. And there's part of the fight that takes place in the water. And Van Damme is able to jump kick and then fly elbow this guy in, in the water? shallow part of the water. Holy crap. It's incredible. No, see, you guys... see, that's one of those movies that could only take place in the 80s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where it's like the 80s had a knack of like. Finding something like a street fighter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And just glamorizing this entire world around street fighting where people yeah. can actually make money. In Roadhouse, Swayze plays like a famous bouncer, for I God's sake. you'd sakes. be bigger. <laughs> Is that Swayze? Yeah. Mike. Oh, and you know who's the, who's in the remake? Who's playing Swayze in the remake? Oh, okay. Ronda Rousey. Really? What? Yeah, it's a female Roadhouse. Wow. Yeah. I'm surprised. As, as long as they keep the line, when should I expect you... Don't. <laughs> Might be the greatest line in cinematic history. The guy, the guy says to Swayze, "When should I expect you?" And he just turns and he goes, "Don't." A- and then he walks out like, "What the fuck does that mean?" I have a confession to make. What? I haven't seen Roadhouse. Oh! Mic drop. What? I have, Adam. I have, however, Ben has neither. I have Ben, our sound engineer, is uh, has also not seen Roadhouse. I have, however, There's seen two- Shanghai Nights twice. <laughs> And I've seen Love okay, and Basketball me... in the theaters. <laughs> oh, God. Well, that's, a, that's like a USC thing, because didn't he play for USC? I didn't yeah, go did. to USC when that came out, man. And oh, man. I, I don't know if you know this, but he also has pretty much the all the dogs that played Airbud tattooed as a tramp stamp. <laughs> yep. I think you going to say he has all the dogs do you that, know that went that to Comet, heaven. Do you know that Comet from uh, Full House also played Airbud? No, I don't. Of course I do, man. Oh, yeah. Okay, good, what are you right. fucking, who are you talking to? He has a tattooed on his back. What did I just say? <laughs> Pay attention. Um, keep wait, up. Ronda right, Rousey. Here's, here's I'm surprised question. she's getting. Can I be honest? Yeah. The amount of backlash that came her way after that fucking the Holly Holm beat down. down. Like I was. I, I feel honestly, like that was like a, that was a Tyson Buster Douglas moment almost. Like she's so she's pull, pulled in so many different directions that she can't train for USC, and then she fights a behemoth and goes up yeah. ten pounds to fight that girl. Yeah. That seemed like and a poor move. And someone got in her head that said, "No, no, you can punch her. You yeah. got this." Because just she, go for the. She, she was rip. ending all her fights and. Six seconds, twelve seconds. Yeah. Someone got in her head, like you know what? Give these people a show this time. Yeah. Why don't you stand up and strike with her? And, and she got struck a couple times. Uh, and that was yeah. That. Uh, yeah. Of course, I'm saying this as my girlfriend, who is a fourth degree black belt in Taekwondo, is is over here, like trying to probably looking at me like Brad, you're such an idiot for, saying, for <laughs> talking about fighting. You guys must do some awesome shit. Oh, oh you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Wait, like here. All right. I thought. I because I used to know third degree black belts. When you get to fourth degree black belt, that's when they teach you the crouching tiger, hidden dragon stuff. Oh, like the kill she, stuff. She can walk. That's all on, I want to know. She can fly on reeds. You she, can. My God. Don't, you oh, can't tell she that. She just backed up and put her hands up. in the air. Can you do the jump and land on the sword like Kill Bill Two? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got, that that comes when you become a fourth degree black belt. Okay, I'm gonna throw out an, I'm gonna throw out a movie reference here, and every time okay. I ask this, this is one of my favorite like guilty movie pleasures, aka favorite movies. It's a movie called Airborne. Do you guys remember Airborne? Airborne. 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 It's a rollerblading movie from yes! the nineties. Ben does. Oh yes, and they have. Ben, get on the mic. Ben, get on the mic. Yeah, get on the mic, Ben. Oh, okay. 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 Well, yell it out. Okay. What are you saying? You were what sponsored rollerblader? I knew we were going to find out something cool. What yeah, the I hell? Wait, so... Are you from I, Philly? I, I, are you from I, Philly? Yeah. Okay. No. So, like, yeah, so, like, all those dudes from South Philly, like, Mackenzie, like, those dudes were all skaters, yeah. rollerbladers, all those guys were rollerbladers, skateboarders, right, in Love Park. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, so, Airborne shit. took place in Cincinnati. It was Seth Green. Yeah. This yep. random guy, uh, Jack Black, was in the movie because he's in every movie. He's, yeah, all time. He's he's the uh, you know he's the Kevin Bacon of our generation, <laughs> and um, it's 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 I think ninety two, ninety three. Ben, I think it's something like that. That's coming. Yeah, it, it, it's Check. coming out of the eighties where it, it it does the same thing where it takes that obscure yep. thing and like Seth he, Green has a Seth Green has a pretty woman montage when he's getting ready to go on a yes. date with his cousin yes. Mitchell Guzan who moves from from Los Angeles, Venice Beach. Oh my god. To, to, because his parents go, they're like African photographers or something, so they're going away, and they like they send him to Cincinnati to live with his cousin, and they're like obsessed with hockey, but he has to rollerblade yeah. too. Oh my! And, and just and he's like this legendary rollerblader mm-hmm. coming from Ohio. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and then the end of the movie is they have to race down the race down the Devil's Backbone. I mean, the last time somebody even looked on the Devil's Backbone, they got so they got so Why messed up. Why is it always like? No one's done the the devil's tailpipe. <laughs> like it's always like the yeah. ski run that nobody's yep. done. The, remember in Aspen Extreme, the the, the powder eight. Yes, that, that's a, a totally made up event. That yeah, thing never it's existed. always the the devil's backbone rollerblade course. <laughs> where if you watch the movie, this course involves like trucks, trucks that are parked there, and I'm like a stadium. I'm like, how could it be the de- like who? Wrote this course. Yeah, yeah. Local architects were like, we're going to put a stadium right in the middle of the devil's backbone. Yes. Like, oh, man. That and sounds and do the insane. trucks always have to be parked there for the devil's backbone to be able to be done? Yeah. You're if, sliding under trucks? That's how I have this. I have this, like, I dislocated my right shoulder and this giant, like, strawberry scar in my shoulder after I watched Airborne. I was like, I'm going all the way to the top of the neighborhood hill. Oh, man. Made it halfway down, ate it hard, and then hit my head off a mailbox and then, like, ripped my shoulder into a sewer grate. <laughs> Last it time was, I hit my head, a mailbox was uh, on a in a toboggan in Seattle in 1996. Yeah. Now, Josh, good year. I want to know. I want to know. <laughs> I know. You um, you are a you're a integral. You're a part of Schmoes. Yeah, right? correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what are the other movie review shows that you're a part of? Right? Uh, I do Collider Movie Talk. Yep. Usually once or twice a week. Uh, and I'm also on uh, three TV recap shows on Collider as well. So um, Marvel's Agents of Shield. The Walking Dead and Arrow. Where can people find all of these? Uh, you can uh, Collider's uh, Collider Video is the YouTube channel. Uh, that you can find all those on. We do uh, the Arrow starts January twentieth, and The Walking Dead starts February, the first Sunday in February. So and then don't watch Chris Hardwick; he has enough people watching. Bastards! Him. Yeah, Jasmine yeah. just went crazy. She did a butterfly flap for what show? Yeah. Walking Dead. Oh yeah, yeah. watch our, our Walking Dead shows a lot of fun. I can't watch really good. Why theories. are recap really good theories? Why are recap shows? Why are they becoming so popular? I think it's mostly because people want to. After like major shows, all people want to do is talk about them. Yeah, yeah. right. So, um, I obviously Breaking Bad was the first show to kind of start it uh-huh. on AMC because everybody wanted to talk about it. Everyone was like, "What's going to happen next episode? What happened right. in this episode? Let's get 
people to talk about it. And it, you, you now you've got these YouTube personalities, and we've developed them through Schmoes and through Collider and through AMC Movie Talk and that kind of stuff. And my opinion doesn't matter. I, this I know, but I just like to talk about it. And yeah. they've given me a platform to do it, and I have three other co-hosts, and but they give us a studio. No, but, and they, but you're also knowledgeable about it. Like I you're mean, not, I've, yeah, you know. I mean, hell, you just broke down Airborne for God's sakes. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's I mean, sort of like what what I let's see Richard Roper do that shit, right? <laughs> Wait, is <laughs> Roper, Roper the son of is Roper bitch. the one that that had the weird face fungus? No, that was uh, that was Ebert. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. Roper, I was about to say rest Roper, in peace, Roper. No, Roper, Siskel. But... Siskel, Siskel, Roper died early. Siskel just no. recently died. Right? No. Oh shit, Siskel and Ebert. Siskel are both and Ebert. Dead? Yes, Siskel died of cancer, Shut and then the fuck up. Ebert died of a some sort of face cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then. Roper rode their rode their coattails, oh, and now right. he's like coming in first. Like he, oh, he's just like, ha bitch, yeah. yeah. Him yeah. and that six second movie review guy, yeah. And then there was always Gene Shalit with the mustache. Well, Shalit oh, would never fuck die. Shalit, once God saw that stash, he goes, "We got to keep you around for a while." <laughs> he <laughs> looked like the referee in Rocky Four during the exhibition between Drago. Okay, see, and that's and what I'm talking about. Creed. I don't know what that means, but that's a great pullback. Can, can, can he? Could you really trust anyone with a mustache that big? Uh, no. Definitely how, not. How dare I had a mu- you saw you my mustache s- in how November. How dare you says his mustache in November and Tom Selleck forever. <laughs> Listen, a Tom Selleck mustache, that guy knows everything. Do you want to know what? Gene Shallot mustache, that guy is trying Fucks to- everything. Se- <laughs> <laughs> yes, unfortunately. He's his, like, I his, fucked a woman his, and a photon. His mustache like, right, ride man. are like the Cedar Point roller coaster. It's like the fastest roller coaster it on is. the East Coast. <laughs> yeah. like, get on there's, okay. got, there's got to be like a mustache sweet spot. Because, like oh I said, God. Tom Selleck oh is the king. You you will trust anything that that man says. Right. I do. Mm-hmm. Any, anything. By the way, that was the most honest thing I've said in a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I, yes, I, I do. I, I, I didn't even I think will. twice. I heard you say that, and I followed it up with the most honest thing I if he, think of. If he were to come at you and be like, I hated being on Friends, you were like, Friends must have sucked. Yeah, dude. Guess what, <laughs> Selleck? Hey, guess what, Selleck? Whatever you say is the way it it's is. Go- it's yeah. gold. Yeah. yeah. So, so finish your point. So that's like the sweet spot of mustaches. And mm-hmm. then we've established that like- The non uh, sweet spot. Yeah, Gene Shalit and also those guys that are on like that show Mustache Wars. Like, okay, yeah. that's just absurd. Right. Now no, now no one trusts And then the shrinking of it, obviously, it. we don't trust the shrink. No. Because they weigh smaller than that. So it's right here. Then, right yeah. here, the smile marks is what makes the mustache. There right? you go. So um, that's like that's like the borders- do you and want to hear my never my, my quick conversation with Tom Selleck this yes. year? Because I was trying to get him yes. on on the November episodes. Okay. So I do November every year. I've uh, become really good friends with a lot of people that that run the charities, and they're they're amazing people. So I've been doing it for like five years now, and um, my mustache keeps getting it. Anyway, uh, I shot four episodes of Between the Sheets from the November offices this year. We brought in a big crew. We got a whole bunch of sponsors. Everything. It was really a lot of fun. Real quick, how long does it take you to grow a stash? Like a week and a half. It's quick. This Good is God. this is a day. I and thought half. I could grow facial hair. That's yeah. cr- excuse me. <laughs> I sh- I shaved legit clean shaved on Sunday. Wow. So this is this is a three day. Beard. How do you feel about that? That's a lot of testosterone it's, it's, there, man. It, it's it comes in. Dude, my chest hair now and the back hair. It's just a nightmare. It's you gonna it, wax it up? No, uh, the girlfriend has been shaving a lot of it. If wow. we have to go out in that public is and things, love, that's dude. love. Wow. But also, she got me for Christmas. She got me the back scratcher shaver. So it's like a like a arm <laughs> thing. And you shave with the Does arm. your back look like a bear's nutsack? <laughs> Does your girlfriend not mind shaving and massaging your back? 
Get the back scratch out wax out. What's it called? <laughs> I have no it's idea. I, I can't. It's like the nose trimmer that, you know, like, see, but it's on your back. Wow. That's how you know you're getting older because before you got excited when Nerf released a new Nerf. cross yes. bro. Yeah. And now you're like, but have you seen this back shaver? Yeah, it's dude. amazing. Holy I got, game changer. I got Times the Norelco. Of, changing. Yeah, I got the yeah, Norelco yeah. of back shavers. It's incredible. <laughs> Well, okay, so sell it. Okay, so yeah. I, I reached out to a buddy of mine that's been working in Hollywood now forever. He's been a, like an entertainment reporter. And I say, listen, I'm trying to get some like big people for my Movember episodes. Yeah. I'm reaching out to five people. And I gave him five names. And you can you can guess who I would. Burt Reynolds, Nick Offerman, Tom well, Selleck. Well, well, hold up right there. That's three. I would love for so Brad and I to guess mustache. the second oh, two mustache if, men. If you, if you can guess the next If two. there's a Mount Rushmore of mustache men, yeah. who is on that uh, mountain? John Waters. Because <laughs> John Waters has that pencil mustache. It's so like, Yo, don't yeah. take gonna, my word for it. I'm going to throw one out. We've already mentioned his movie. Kurt Rambis. <laughs> yeah, I guess think you what? mean Kiki Vandaway. I think you mean Kurt Rambis. I know. <laughs> yes. Kurt Rambis is Wait, fantastic. We, we, all, we already mentioned We mentioned movie. the movie that he was in. It wasn't Airborne, was it? No. He's not an Airborne? We, 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 I thought you'd be bigger. Oh, okay. So he's in Roadhouse. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Sam... Sam Elliott. Sam, Sam, Sam Elliott. So yeah, we reached out to Sam Elliott's people. Tombstone, yeah. And, oh, and you just said the third, the fifth one, who, who is in Tombstone? Oh, uh, oh Kurt, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Yeah, so Kurt I reached Russell. out to their five, their five representations. Wow. Right? Yes. That's what yeah. you got to do it. Mount but hey, Rushmore and they all got back to me. They all no got back shit. to me. All the representation got back to me. As soon as you mentioned charity in an email and like you're doing yeah. this show and I, I, I send them a breakdown in November, a breakdown of between the sheets, everything that we do and like what we're raising money for, right. what we can do. Brad, is this how we're going to have to finally get Stamos? Do a charity. We've been going back and forth with Samos' publicist for over two years, dude. And we get dates, and they fall through. And oh. we get them, and they fall through. And now he's giving us the runaround. And yeah, guess what? I'm calling you out on the podcast right now, Stamos', Stamos. publicist. But I guess he's not listening. I guess what we're going to have to do <laughs> oh, damn it, is, is pull the charity card. Yeah. His podcast goes to charity. Yeah. Well, well, I'm it, start it goes a, to a, a Greek charity or like yeah. Have Mercy. Does he have a charity called Have Mercy? Because <laughs> if he doesn't, he should. How does he not have a charity called oh Have Mercy? Oh my god, dude! Oh my god! <laughs> and then it, 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 it would be like those Sarah McLaughlin commercials, mm-hmm. but it, it would but just show, hair? It, yeah, it would just show kids with people, <laughs> kids with very bad hair, yeah, just kids with hair. fucked up yeah. hair. There's and, and shitty the kid, hair, the hair, shitty kid haircuts. Yeah. That's the charity. Yeah, Have Mercy. Oh my god. Okay, so Sam Elliott's people got back to me immediately, and they're like, uh, Sam is in Colorado shooting a movie he has too many engagements he can't make it I thought you were going to say like shooting a mongoose no because <laughs> he's so midwest yeah, yeah. He, sh- he like he ripped the throat of a deer by jumping <laughs> on it from a tree sorry Sam yeah. can't make it he just fucking people's elbow to fucking deer <laughs> alright keep going so I was I was fine with that Nick Offerman's people were like he's doing a play in Boston uh, he's going to be in LA on this date can you do it then I was like yep. sorry we we're, we're only have this date that we're shooting you're Fuck. like okay maybe he'll do it again in the future I was like yeah. awesome um uh um, who else did I say? Kurt Russell. Oh, Kurt Russell. They're like, he doesn't leave Northern California. You have to go up to him. And I was like, okay. okay. So like the only people that got him out of there was Tarantino was yeah. to get, to get Kurt Russell. And, um, uh, Burt Reynolds, he was like, oh, he'd love to do it. Can you do it December 8th? And I'm like, this is killing me mm-hmm. anyway. So Selick, they were like, Selick is going to be in Los Angeles that week. Uh, mm-hmm. he'd like to talk to you about the show. So wow. I, I call his manager and his manager is like Joey's agent from friends. And she's like, yeah, um, Tom is going to be on. Can you give Tom a call around 240 on Tuesday? I'm like, yeah, okay, no problem. Give him a call. He answers like, yeah, uh-huh. 
I was like, hey, hey, Tom, it's Josh McCougar. He's like, yeah, my agent just gave me all the information. I was like, you know, I'm doing this charity show for Movember. Uh, you know, we grow mustaches. It's all about men's health awareness and yeah. like prostate cancer and all yeah. that stuff. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm totally on board. I love all that kind of stuff. He's like, let me ask you a serious question. How long is this interview going to last? I was like, you'll probably be there about an hour, hour and 15. He's like, mm, I only do like, I can maybe do 20 minutes. And I was like, mm -hmm. okay. Uh, yeah. uh, no problem. Uh, can you come in? He's like, uh, I can only do it at like nine 30. It was like AM. And he's like, no PM. And I was like, ah. I was like, we're shooting all day. Like we're shooting. Can, is there any way you could come in and maybe around like one 32 o'clock? He's like, no, I can't. How about I just send you a signed picture with like my mustache That's and then, and then give me your thing. And how, How and about I'll, a Mr. Baseball DVD? Yeah, yeah. There's a hole in your swing, Mr. Baseball. And so he's like, and I'm like, uh, like, we're only shooting between this time and this time. Do you think you just like come in for like 10 minutes? We'll shoot like a really quick episode. He's like, uh, he's like, let me see what I can do. Hold on. And he puts me on hold mm -hmm. and no What's joke. What's the hold music? No joke. He puts me on hold and it's that classic like Cisco Systems hold music. It's like. <laughs> quick comes back. He's like, yeah, not going to happen. Really sorry, man. You seem like a great guy and I love the cause and I love the show. Maybe next year. Uh, he's like, uh, well, you can, you can talk back to Helen and he puts me back on with the agent, but you got some fucking but I, I air time to sell on the phone. Well, lesson learned dude. because next time mustaches. about mustaches, next yeah. time you tape that phone call. Yeah. Oh, I know. And I, you play that as the episode. Yeah. <laughs> That's the whole episode. Like, Jesus this is me talking Christ. to Tom Selleck. Trying to get him on a future episode. I know. What is Selleck doing though? That he can't like, I don't think he's Blue been Bloods? on a podcast. Is he on Blue Bloods? He's on Blue Bloods, which shoots yeah. in New York. And then he comes out to L.A. briefly and then zips back. Right, I think another he reason to... for us to go to the East Coast, man, to get Selleck. I mean, well, now you know what? He just got in trouble, didn't he? For the something with yeah, the uh, avocados? What? Yeah, he was, during the drought, He like his yeah. farm was taking a shit ton of water from the area. And he wasn't paying for it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Selleck was stealing water? Yeah. He water. wasn't so much as stealing it. That it was mustache like he was doesn't a... grow on its own, Adam. <laughs> it needs to be watered. He's got a hyperbaric chamber assembly for his mustache. <laughs> the same way, like an NFL wide receiver sleeps in those like uh, like <laughs> oxygen tanks. Selleck had one invented for his mustache. He's like, like no, da no, Daredevil. He comes up just like <gasps> <laughs> mustache, perfect. Yeah, mustache. But perfect. he was like cool. He was like real aloof, but quick on the phone. Yeah, and then uh, What's the he, fact that he got back to you. Yeah, it was th that was still super cool. Um, and uh, all I, I realized in this town. People will always say no, but if mm -hmm. you keep asking, eventually people will say yes. Well, I think there's a fine – totally. How do, you, and I, how do you think we get all the podcast guests? <laughs> there is a strong balance between being proactive and being overly persistent. Correct. And you just got – I mean, we just had Swartzen on the show, mm -hmm. and that had been two years in the making, dude, Yeah. of texting and face-to-face -face asking. And then eventually, Brad and I were just like, man, it's – we are friends with him first, so let's like we don't want to fucking sour the relationship. Right. So then you leave it alone, but then you check back in, and then literally like before the Seahawks Vikings game, yeah. Once I realized those two were gonna match up, I started texting him. I go, Brad, I go, you got to help me. Like we got to double team yeah. this Which Van Dam Rodman style. Yeah. And uh, and I go, <laughs> I, callback, I, I go, come in uh, from the left side, and it happened. And then we end up making a bet where where it was at the end of the episode. Nick goes, uh, I go, we should make a bet, and he goes, um. The loser has to go in public and do the Sons of Lambs. Tuck. Yeah, the uh, Buffalo Bob <laughs> tuck. Ooh! But then I start laughing. So is Swartzen gonna do well, it? Well, Swartzen's staring at me with a lot of like commitment, and I'm laughing nervously. Like, there's no way I'm going in public with <laughs> my fucking tuck. dick tuck between my butt cheeks. Yeah. Could you? Could and like as happy as you were. And as relieved as you were when when, if I knew, when when the Vikings missed that kick, I would have called Nick and said, "You don't have to do it." <laughs> but like. 
Yes. How? What will your reaction been if first the Seahawks win, and then secondly, now you realize now I don't have to do the tuck. How about if you would have made it really weird and been like, you have to tuck my dick back. Like, I have to tuck yours and you have to tuck mine. (laughs) (laughs) So so you don't have to do it. You don't have to do it, but you got to do it to me. To me, yes. That doesn't be be photo evidence, but I have to know. You have to actually touch my dong and push it between my legs. Now you're you're a big movie dude. Yeah. And I mean, now, of course, we just had the first big award show, Golden Globes. Is is this the year that Leo finally gets his fucking Oscar? I don't know, man. I saw Revenant. Uh, I've I've seen everything this year. Um, Have you really? Yeah. Now, do you always, before you got into the movie review game, and by the way, we've got about five five to ten minutes left. Is everybody good with that? Yeah. All right, good. Um, Do... Do you and the Oscar a- nominations? I don't know when you guys are releasing this, but the Oscar nominations come out tomorrow morning. Like all my friends are there waiting because really? they have because they, they have to be there. The uh, nominations are at five a.m. our time. Today is January thirteenth, Brad's birthday. Yeah. Which, by the way, we've got. Is this your birthday today? Yeah. Yeah. Ten more minutes until Brad's birthday. Brad's birthday. Nice. Ten yeah. more minutes and then thirty-two. Fucking, hey, ten more minutes and then. Fuck you, dude. Yeah, and then uh, my power is gone. <laughs> I no longer slap drinks at people's hands. Goes, it's my birthday. Fuck, Fuck off. You haven't done that enough today. One of my best really friends from home's birthday today and mm-hmm. my first girlfriend ever is birthday today. All right, wow. we'll get back to that in a second because yeah. I definitely want to talk yeah. about first girlfriends. Um, yeah. yeah, do you... You, no, I, you make I, a point to watch everything, but prior to you being involved in the movie review business, did you watch everything? Uh, yeah, I kind of did. Uh, I came from like a big movie family. We loved going to movies together and like I would, we would always go see everything. First movie thing. you cried in the theater as a kid. Oh, man. It, like... E.T.? Yeah. For me, it was Mrs. Doubtfire, but that's because the same <laughs> you month told the story that, in between the sheets. I know, dude. The same, the same, yeah. the same month that movie came out, my folks split up. Yeah. Thanks well, for bringing it up, Josh. It was a run by uh, fruiting. Well, like, well, I mean, it was a run by fruiting. I yeah. cried during that line, dude. That was a funny line. I cried. First, uh, first movie I cried in was uh, Simon Birch. Oh. <laughs> I wish that was a joke. Says nobody ever. I wish that was a joke. <laughs> wait, it is not. Wait, now let me. Like, I don't know if I could even break down Simon Birch right now. I, 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 I could. Well, wait, I want to try. Before okay. Brad says the actual synopsis, I want to okay. try. Based on my my scattery vision of the trailer, Simon Birch is about a kid with one leg who builds a wagon that flies. Is that correct? <laughs> we are no longer friends. <laughs> That's, so, I will say that's though, like saying the never-ending story is about a guy reading World in Peace with w- 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 War and Peace with a stutter. Like <laughs> that's the never. No, that's not the never-ending story. No, no, that's, that's an episode of Steinfeld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's not what Simon Birch is about. What is Simon Birch about? Simon Birch is about the the the, the story of a young little person whose parents don't care for him, but forms a special bond with a average sized kid. They're on the same baseball team together. Simon, mm-hmm. uh, while on this baseball team, only swings at one pitch the entire year because the coach told him never to swing at a pitch. Simon, your, 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 your strike zone is too small. He's like, <sighs> you know what? And then he sees. Rookie of the year. Yeah, and then he like sees some people looking at him. He's trying and he's trying to impress this girl, and he's like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm swinging. I'm sw-. and he swings and he and he it hits the ball. The ball goes foul, ends up hitting his best friend's mom in the temple, kills his mom. Yep. Kills the. It mom. is a dark movie. It is a dark movie. Then, Dude. and then the whole the whole time, Simon always says, "God has a plan for me. God has a plan for me." And no one believes, and they're like, "No, Simon, you're just a pygmy. You're 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 you're, 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 you're just." 
you just survived an abortion. We don't know how, but you did. <laughs> all right, that's all they're telling them. And he's like, no, guys, a fan for me. And then one day he's a camp counselor, and he's on a bus. That bus goes careening off the road, fucking old age drivers. And then he go, it goes into a lake, an icy lake. All these orphans are like screaming. Dude, Help if anybody us. knows anything about orphans, they can't swim in icy lakes. Keep going. Exactly. <laughs> And then there is a window in the bus. All the windows are stuck, except one of the windows is just low enough to where Simon, as, level. As, a, level. as a dwarf, can get in there. He gets in there. He saves the kids. What? But he saves all the kids. What? The midget is the fucking hero. You heard it? <laughs> I love it. But then... He was in the water too long. No, dude, shut it's up. Like, it's like Jack and Rose in Titanic. Yeah. Pneumonia. Yeah. Pneumonia kicks in. No. And Simon, he goes, he, he gets sick. He goes in the hospital. Joe, his best friend, comes to see him. And We're his, already cracking up. His last up. words to Joe are, hey, Joe, gotta go. Did it's he like have Brian to rhyme song. that fucking line, dude? And then he dies. What? And then he dies. Dude, can I be honest? I got choked up. Yeah, and, and that's then, fucked yep. up. Maybe that's the tequila, but maybe that's a little yep. person describing a little person heroic no. film. Yes. Uh, Go and watch. Simon Birch is actually a powerful movie. Unbelievable. It's a powerful movie. It's Tom, powerful. Thomas Ian Smith plays Simon Birch. He he was he held the golden stool, which is the trophy <laughs> for the King of the Dwarfs. He was King of the Dwarfs for like <laughs> one year. Stool. Yeah, dude. This was, that was the guy that had the best regularity <laughs> in all of Hollywood. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no. And then. Yeah, so Ashley Judd is in that movie. Jim Carrey is in that yeah. movie. No, he's not. Oh, yes, yeah. he's in. Yeah. He plays older Joe mm-hmm. telling his son about the, his he's best like the friend Daniel of all Stern time. In, or the yeah. Tom Hanks and Radio Flyer. Yes. I remember the trailer being epic. I remember seeing it being like, oh, that looks super emotional. I, I have to be in a good place when I watch that. Because yeah. I remember the trailer overwhelmingly being like, you're going to cry, you fucking pussy. <laughs> yeah. like, so, you, know, you don't even have to be a pussy. You'll yeah, cry you'll regardless. Cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, shit, I cry during SportsCenter three times a week because it's like 17 highlights of an NFL game and they're like, my wish. And I'm like, oh, and that has those, the kids. Oh, good Lord. They Dude. give them like something like Milo has an uncurable form of cancer, but he's a huge Steelers fan. All he wants to do is have Mike Tomlin hand him the ball. And I'm like, I mean, the worst part about crying at a Simon Birch movie as a little person is that I walk out of the Simon Birch movie and this and the, and this guy who works at the movie theater he sees me like sobbing uncontrollably. <laughs> now I'm not Is that you Simon? It, it, now I'm not like uh, I'm not a young kid but mm-hmm. at the same time with the with the dwarfism no beard like I'm I think I'm like <laughs> 11 12. You don't know how old I am. <laughs> like I could be 4. Oh I could be 30. You have <laughs> no clue. <laughs> I never thought about that. Dude, 4 or 30 <laughs> is special number 3. Oh my god. <laughs> It's a great one. You talk, so about, this guy, beard, you talk about beardless Brad. Yeah, oh beard, beard, beardless Brad, four thirty. <laughs> so this guy who who, work, who works at the theater, and he and, and he comes up and he like puts his hand on my shoulder. And he goes, "Hey, hey, son, hey, uh, why are you crying?" And then of course, I look up and go, "I just saw Simon Birch," and he looks down at the little person crying because he just saw Simon Birch, and he, and he just goes. Pfft figures and he walks away <laughs> who is this heartless bastard right but it's like dude, where did where was that it's like okay you just saw a dwarf walk out of simon birch listen we don't have that many movies i mean would you question a black person crying in selma <laughs> no <laughs> 
You would say yes. You that was very emotional for you. Yeah. I cried during Selma. Right. Christ, man, I cried a lot during Creed. Holy cow! Did uh, I cry Creed, Creed was my favorite movie of the year. Yeah, right, don't ruin it. Don't oh, ruin man. it. Yeah. Yeah. I love Creed. So, oh, like, yeah. I have seen Shanghai Nights twice so, in the right. theater. You cried during. That. Listen, all all I'm trying to say. Yeah, talk to is bring it home. Black people have roots. <laughs> Jews have Schindler's List. Jesus. Dwarves have Simon Birch. <laughs> Pittsburghers have striking distance. <laughs> wow. Um, dude, that's what a, I mean, that you, Brad, you've said a lot of smart, prolific, profound things in your life, but dude, <laughs> black people have Selma, Jews have Schindler's Dwarves have, have Simon Dwarves Birch. Have Simon Birch. Rent the movie, motherfuckers. You tell you tell me. You tell me if there's a dry eye in the house. Watch watch some executive at Netflix being like Simon Birch just spiked. <laughs> like what the hell just happened? I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> what can we? What can we? And then all of a sudden, like the Blu-ray, the What's like the, the collector's edition Blu-ray is a Brad Williams oh. quote <laughs> on the on the Blu-ray of Simon Birch. Black, blacks have blacks roots. Have Selma. <laughs> or no, blacks have roots. Jews have Genesis. <laughs> Simon Birch. Dinosaurs have land before time. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, dude. Um, you got to come back after the yeah. Oscars. Oh we, yeah, we got to do like talk. a we got to do like an uh, I think pre Oscar wrap because we, we started getting pre? the Leo Revenant talk. And That's true. All sure. I've heard is that the attack with the bear is phenomenal. Uh, it's the how they shot that. How they? The, I'll tell you what. His acting is is good. Will he get it? I want to hear that. Yes or no? Because he should have won for Aviator. He should have won for the Beach. That's just I'm like five. I'm like five, one of five people. He, who he, thinks the, that. I think the, the movie that he clearly should have won for was What's Eating Gilbert Grape. But as we learned in, yeah. in Tropic Thunders, you don't go full retard. You don't go full but retard. I think uh, of the movies that he hasn't won for, the best movie that he definitely should have won for was Aviator. Yeah. He crushed I know, he did, it yeah. in that but movie. But it's all politics. Um, I think in this one, uh, I think the Oscars are more now about like sacrifice. W- what this movie is about, like what they did, then I think, yeah, he'll probably win. Well, I, yeah, think, I think so. Because the, the, there hasn't been a clear-cut, amazing yeah. performance this year that's better than The Revenant. Yeah, there really hasn't. There, there was no... There's Eddie, no Daniel Day yeah, this year. Eddie Redmayne from last Theory year doing not, Stephen yeah. Hawking. There, there's not that performance to go, right. well, yeah, yeah. He was good, but then on top of that, he also did this. Right. So yeah, right. Leo. And Leo it, for it. It, 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 it's nice for the guy that uh, flies supermodels out to his own private island. Yeah. is way worse than thirty Latvian models on a yacht in the middle of San Tropez. Yeah. So you worse. know what? I'm glad to see he's finally going to get a break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At Leo, he's been an underdog his whole career. Uh, really, well, truly. all right. So we'll get back. We'll, we'll do this again pre, pre-Oscar. You know, I'm a fan of the show. I love being yeah, on. Dude, I love I, both of you guys. You crushed mm-hmm. it, man. This is great, dude. I, you know, I was in the background of your guys' first show when we were all at Toad Hop. Oh, oh my god! Because right. we, we followed go, you guys yeah, every week we until go we way all back till Toad Hop. Really yeah. quickly, Brad and I, the inception of this podcast. When he first asked me to do the podcast with him, and I said, um, "Hey man, you never responded to my messages on J Date. Why would I do a podcast with you?" And he goes, "Get over it." And I go, mm-hmm. "Fair enough, fair enough." And then we uh, we started Toad Hop at the John Lovitz Comedy Club, which. Yep. Yeah, and then you also had a show there. And Three's Too Much was right after you yeah. guys. Um, yeah, at, wow. At Toad for like a couple of years. Uh, no, I mean, I Toad Hop at, at John Lovitz was only there about six months. Okay. Yeah. And we were, but you guys started at Toad Hop and we were, we, uh, Three's Too Much started in like the, in, uh, uh, 
Frank's Garage. Right. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. we all went to, to Toad Hop together. And then you guys went to Jay Moore's. And then, like, we all, everybody yep. kind of like flipped, but you guys kept doing it. Yep. And then between these sheets, kind of was like born out of threes too much. And like Schmoes yep. was born at Toad Hop. And then we all, yep. but all the podcasts are still there. We're yep. all still alive. We're yep. all still doing yeah, each other's show, man. Pl- uh, plug all your stuff right now. So yep. Yeah. At Josh McCuga on Twitter and Instagram. You guys can, uh, YouTube.com slash Between the Sheets TV. Adam's been on a show twice. Mm. You've been on twice yep. now. I'll we got to do, yeah. we got to, we got to. Been on, on Brad. Yeah. Uh, been talking about it forever. Yeah, come and on before the special. For yeah, sure. oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And uh, you guys can see me on Collider, Collider Video, uh, Schmoes No Movie Show as well. Awesome, yeah. dude. Well, hey, uh, I'm so glad we were all here. Yeah, on, on our so first. Fun. We night. didn't even talk sports. We, yeah. You're looking at three of the. And biggest... you know we're playing each other this weekend. Oh, I'm from a, Pittsburgh. That's bro. right. You're a Steelers fan. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, all right, well, we're we're going to go into radio silence. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, quick predictions. Uh, Broncos by 117. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, Mini Ditka's 11. <laughs> <laughs> the Steelers minus 14. Fair enough. There it is. There oh, it is. Uh, well, in, in in the spirit of fair play, I hope Yin's guys have a good game. And I, I hope Yin's guys have a good one, too. Yeah. Wow. a good time. Yin's it sounds like some sort of weird there. Star Wars shit you guys are doing right now. And I don't get it because my team was saved by a fucking blown field. <laughs> Loser buys the winner. A per, will, lo, lo, loser buys the winner a permanti sandwich. Hey, I can make you one by myself at home. Done. Bring it down there. All right. Insta- Good night, everybody. <laughs> show. That's the show. Subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast. Give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? (laughs) Nice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.